Sometimes you have to give to get. Today, we look at that part of ourselves that feels entitled to certain rights and benefits from our marriage. And we ask the question, how is that working for you? Because we think, and the research shows, that there's a better way. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 85. And also the fourth in our mini series called The Heart of Marriage, where we're dealing with those really core elements that need to be woven into the fabric of every successful marriage. And today's topic is about sacrifice versus entitlement. So one reason why I wanted to include this in the series for Lend is because of how real this has been to me. And I think it's real in every marriage. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever accused me of being selfish, but like, man, I remember a few times when we were seriously dating and at the start of our marriage and maybe even more recently when it was just like, wow, I have a selfishness problem. Really? Yeah. Do you want to share any examples? You can tell me later. I think, yeah, we got some in here. Huh. So, but it's a good thing to recognize this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I love about Gary Thomas's book. And I don't recommend too many books because I haven't read a lot of lay books about marriage, but I really like his book, Sacred Marriage, because he asks the question, what if marriage is more about making you holy rather than making you happy? Mm-hmm. And he's confronting the idea that we think marriage should make all of us sort of, you know, goo goo gaga happy. But the reality is that when we're married, we run smack into our own humanity, just as I have in this particular topic. And we're confronted with our own sin. Or if you don't have a faith background, you can just think of it as being confronted with the ugly parts of ourselves that we'd rather not acknowledge. Mm-hmm. But I call that sin. And the beauty of marriage is that it is an opportunity to have these things brought to light and then work on putting them out of our lives and thereby experiencing transformation through the power of the Holy Spirit working in our marriage. Okay. So specifically, we want to look today at entitlement and how this can damage our marriage and how to instead move towards giving sacrificially to one another. And my premise here is that at the end of the day, giving sacrificially benefits both myself and you, my spouse, Mm -hmm. and also the marriage as a whole. And we'll see this borne out not only in scripture, but in the research as well. So are you going to go into how it benefits yourself? I think like, should so. Should I ask that question now or are you going to get to it? I think I'll get to it if I know okay. you can always. All right. Yeah. So if you want to take what you're listening to today and really bring this into your marriage, make sure you download the bonus worksheet that goes with this episode. For today's podcast, we have this really sort of convicting, searching worksheet for you that is going to help you take your sacrificial love to the next level. To get a link to this email to you, you can do one of two things. You can get this by opening your browser to oif.link slash 85 and looking for the download button in our show notes for this episode. Or you can text the word podcast to 9292 spouse and we'll ask for your name and email and get you set up that way. If you text, message and data rates may apply. Once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse or you can get to this bonus on our website at oif.link slash 85. And I can promise you that if you take an honest crack at this worksheet and implement what you learn, it will help your marriage. Sounds good. So let's start with looking at the problem of entitlement in marriage. Okay. So we're talking about sacrifice versus entitlement. Very simply, entitlement is about what I think I deserve from others. Okay. What I'm entitled to. My definition. It's about my expectations. Okay. And in marriage, entitlement kind of stinks because marriage is about an entity called us. And yet entitlement is about the entity called me. Okay. Yeah. 
But the irony is that in marriage, the intensity of entitlement type feelings are unique and they're amplified compared to other relationships. Like they're bigger in marriage. In 2011, a researcher, Tolmax, I think is how you pronounce his name. He looked at this business of entitlement and how it's accentuated in marriage and noted that couple relationships have two very specific dynamics that makes them prone to unique issues around entitlement. The first is that couple relationships have a high level of intimacy, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Okay. And couple relationship also generates wants, needs, and expectations. So this is the dilemma because we all want something from our marriage. Yes. And there's a legitimate aspect to that, but that can go as far as to become entitlement. Okay. So he found that evidence from clinical settings and practice, like when therapists are working with couples, there's this recognition that entitlement influences the quality of our marriages and the level of satisfaction that we all experience in our own marriages. It's just something that crops up when we're helping distressed marriages heal and recover. There's always going to be some unhealthy entitlement in the, in the mix. So that's that I should be getting something out of this. I deserve. Mm. And, and that's the tough part because, yeah, you, there are some things you, you, know, you have a right to be loved, to be respected, and so on, right? Yeah. This is tricky. But what's particularly interesting is that he found that gender is a huge factor in relational entitlement and that women are especially affected like they're on the, the receiving, the end that you don't want to be on of this. They get the brunt of the entitlement. So the man is more entitled than the yes. woman. Okay. And I think this relates to identity roles that we bring to our marriages as men and women, where women are generally more socialized to be concerned about meeting the needs of others, mm-hmm. which is great, but it leads to kind of the depreciation of their own wishes and their own needs and their own self-worth. And consequently, they're more prone to being on the receiving end of this entitlement problem. It's easier to be like the martyr. Yes. do everything for everybody. Yes. And so let me give a real life example because I think we're loaded for this more than more than we realize. You wanted examples. Okay. So you're a fantastic cook. Thank you. You're welcome. But sometimes something goes wrong or a new recipe you try is a flop. It just happens, right? Yeah. So think about how you react. Verlinda, we're going to... Pick on me. Putting you on the stand here today. You get very down on yourself and you have this kind of crestfallen body language. You There's negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. You're not enjoying this, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and I don't know what you actually feel like, but it looks pretty unpleasant. Like, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like it's embarrassing. and Yes. Yeah. But here's the question. Where in our prenuptials, which we don't have, mm-hmm. but where in them does it speak specifically to the quality of meals provided? Well, nowhere. Right. But somehow there's this socialized entitlement, and I'm blaming it on culture because I'd hate to think that I had anything to do with it. <laughs> Where you've linked what you consider to be a failure to produce a great meal with feelings of self-loathing, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think you're the only woman in the world that's doing this. But it's like there's this unspoken entitlement that says that I and the kids deserve a top-notch meal every time. But we never actually told you that. I don't, at least I hope I didn't. Mm-hmm. Haven't, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I think that, that's entitlement. Yeah. What I should be thinking is every meal you make is a gift. Even if it's disgusting. Every meal you make is a gift. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't have to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So this is where it's tricky. And, and, you know, if I, as a man, as a husband, get on board with criticizing or making fun of the cooking or whatever, mm-hmm. it just makes all this worse. And it, it's sending that message. You know, I deserve an awesome meal every time. I'm entitled to a good better meal. better than this. Yes. I work all day. I should be able to come home and sit down to a good meal. Mm-hmm. That's entitlement. But is it okay for me to think that you deserve a good meal and I want to give a good meal on the table? That's if you can give that out of a place of desiring out of sacrifice of your time and effort and energy to make that for us. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. 
but that's your choice to give it. Okay. So you shouldn't be sitting down demanding it. I don't think so, because this is where the sacrifice and entitlement kind of comes into it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Now, but let's keep going down this entitlement pathway, because it gets to even more serious issues, because the same researcher found that entitlement contributes to the desire for divorce, obviously not on meal cooking issues, but as things grow, degrees of difficulty in a relationship, and it does so more among men than women in making the divorce decision. So like, I deserve better. Men will say that. Oh, that's There's brutal. There's much more entitlement. Yes. And so in the gender context of a marriage, if entitlement's kind of the gun, men are holding it and women are looking down the barrel. They're on the receiving end, generally speaking. Men are expressing more of it mm-hmm. or somehow communicating more of it. And women are feeling it pressed upon them. Hmm. And even more severe than this, there are numerous studies linking entitlement with violence in intimate partner relationships. Abusive men use a sense of entitlement to give an excuse for their violence towards women. Wow. Yes. Not only that, but other research cited by the same researcher shows that men who feel entitled to their wife's body act more violently than other men. So, you know, it can start, I can express a little bit of entitlement around a meal. Like I'm frustrated with you that you burnt supper or whatever. Mm -hmm. But this this is where it all can go. In its sort of fullest, baddest expression. Okay, so so it's, you need to it, like nip it in the bun. Well, it's serious, right? Yeah. And so I hope it's clear that while we experience and express this entitlement at some pretty basic and if I can just call it relatively innocent levels, it also has this really dark, dark side to it. And for that reason, I think if you're not, even if you're not anywhere near that severe end of the spectrum on this, mm-hmm. I'm asking you to take it very seriously. And this is kind of primarily, this is definitely primarily a challenge to the husbands out there from your buddy Caleb, okay? Hmm. Make sure you get the worksheet because this entitlement thing is very real and it goes down a very dark pathway. Hmm. And let me just point out something here too for the larger part of our audience that shares our Christian faith. In Ephesians 5, you know, sometimes men like to use, abusive men like to use the Bible like a stick, and which is not how it was ever intended to be used. But they'll emphasize the verse that says a wife should submit to her husband. Mm-hmm. So they feel entitled to this power and control over their wives. And they get their wives in a big tizzy about what it means to submit. Mm-hmm. And there's two problems here. But first is that they decline to mention that the qualifying phrase on the request for wives to submit in Ephesians 5 is the, the little words, in the Lord. Meaning that if you're doing something as a man that Jesus would not do, she's not required to submit. Yeah, but every man sins and Jesus didn't sin. Like, yeah. So does that mean I don't have to submit to you because you're just a sinner? No, it's doing something. Okay, like a specific act. Extreme example. I said I wanted to have a threesome. Oh, okay. Okay, that and, and I'm expecting you to submit. Well, that, that activity is not in the Lord. That's I not gotcha. biblical. So okay. you're going to say, no, thanks. Uh, you can check me out of that one. Okay. Yeah. Now, the only caveat here is if you're a wife listening today and you're in an abusive relationship, before you run with this, just be careful about the consequences. Yeah. And I don't say that to oppress you more, but just for your own safety, like your plan to change your marriage has to focus on your safety, not on sorting out his belief systems. Yeah, exactly. But the other part here that is not mentioned is that the call on husbands in Ephesians 5 is to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, as in he sacrificed his life for the church. So this is the sacrifice mm-hmm, versus entitlement. Mm-hmm. Now go do the same for your wife. Sacrifice. And so we see that the teaching of scripture actually gives the ultimate antidote to the problem of male entitlement in our culture. God intends men to learn how to die for their wives. 
Hmm. How to love them sacrificially to the point of the complete giving of themselves. And that's a totally different attitude than using it as a stick and saying you must submit. Yes, yes. Now, when Christ did that, he got a church back out of it, a beautiful, cleansed, Mm -hmm. nourished, cherished church. Mm -hmm. And so there is, there's a return, but it leaves with sacrifice and no expectation of that return. Yeah. So I kind of thought we could go from there to the importance now that we're kind of talking about sacrifice, of the importance of sacrifice in marriage. And I've talked quite a bit about scripture so far, but what's Mm -hmm. fascinating to me and I didn't realize this until I gave it to our research assistant to to go see what she could find. But there's a lot in research about sacrifice. Oh, interesting. And the value of it. Yeah. And so we really think this is one of the core parts of the heart of marriage. And when we're talking about sacrifice now in this context, it's the idea of foregoing my own immediate self-interest in order to promote the well-being of my wife, of Verlinda, or of our relationship. Okay. Okay. So like unselfishness almost. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, others ahead of self. Selflessness. Selflessness. Okay. So I might ask a question, how important is sacrifice? And there was this very interesting study in 2006 where the researchers looked at links between attitudes about sacrifice and marital outcomes, uh, as in like links between uh, attitudes about sacrifice and how well the marriages were doing. Okay. And they defined sacrifice as putting aside my own interests for the sake of my relationship or else just giving up something for my spouse. Okay. And for the marital outcomes or how well the marriage was doing, they were looking at happiness. If there was more of that, if there's, they were looking at the amount of disagreement, less is better. How much sharing there was, more is better. And if there were, were regrets about marrying, less is better. And they looked at commitment. Okay. You think that's obvious? <laughs> Regret about marrying? Like, oh, I wish I didn't marry you. But we're very happily married otherwise. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yes. So, so what did they find? Couples who found sacrifice more rewarding showed more positive marital outcomes in the early years of marriage. It's not saying they didn't find it later, but there was just, they did better is, in the early okay. years. Yeah. The same couples were less distressed and their marriages sustained these qualities over the next year and the year after when they checked back in, back in with them again. So the sacrifice was working mm-hmm. well for them mm-hmm. over time. And uh, a little bit of technical language and then I'll break this down. Sacrifice mediated the link between commitment and marital outcomes for husbands, but not for wives. Now, mediating can be confusing when you use the word. Let's say there's two husbands, uh, just to interpret this research, okay. okay? Both scored eight out of 10 for commitment. Okay. Okay. So they're equally committed to their respective marriages. Not perfect, but they're doing really good. Yeah. But one husband scores a two out of 10 on sacrifice and the other a 10 out of 10 on sacrifice. He's very sacrificial. The first guy's not very sacrificial at all. Mm -hmm. The 10 out of 10 husband who's very sacrificial, he's going to have stronger marital outcomes than the 2 out of 10 husband. Okay. Point being, it's not just enough to be committed. You also need to be sacrificial. Huh. That helped tremendously. It just amplified it. Okay. Now, this link wasn't observed for wives. It was, this was a male thing. And, and they think, and I tend to agree with them, that this is because women are already doing the sacrifice business because they're socialized for it. Hmm. And I don't even know if you realize you're doing it, but you know, even to this day, there's some things you do that are sacrificial that surprise me and, and impress me. Not surprise me because I don't think you're like that, but it's just because it's something I wouldn't do. Yeah, okay. And I don't think, I mean, you tell me this, I want to be careful. I, say, I don't think you're trying. Do you okay. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, it's like, it's just kind of ingrained or? Yes, it's socialized. Yeah. And, and so like, I feel like I, I feel like you brought sacrifice with you to the marriage, but I am having to learn it. Mm. And so I agree with them. Are you going to download the worksheet? Why? 
I don't know. You just go on and on about how much you need to learn it. <laughs> I think that was woman speak. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what, guys? I'm downloading the worksheet now, too. <laughs> All right. Now, now, just before we leave this section, I want to point out another piece of research that highlights how important motivations are with respect to sacrifice. I don't even know what the research says yet, but I think this might be where women struggle a little bit. What do you mean? Because... It's one thing to be sacrificial, but it's really easy to become like the martyr. So you're motivated by um, an identity that says... Or it's more like, nobody else is going to do this. Guess who has to do it again? I see. Huh. Anyways, let's see what the research says. I okay. Maybe I just blew you totally no, no. off topic. I'm just finding my spot here again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, motivations are important. So these folks, these researchers... Mm-hmm. They found out that the more important an activity was to someone, the less willing that person was to sacrifice that activity. Oh, I can believe that. So if I'm really into hunting, and, and that's incredibly important to me for some reason, yeah, I'd be less willing to sacrifice that activity as a husband. Huh. Makes sense, right? Yeah, so you'll be like less willing to sacrifice looking out the window. Let, and... Let's keep going. So <laughs> <laughs> now this, this unwillingness to sacrifice, or less willingness, I should say, was true even when the level of commitment in the relationship was very high. And we just got to kind of pay attention here because this is going to set us up for our final section on how to build a sacrificial marriage. But the value I place on an activity is a stronger influence on the sacrifice than the commitment to the marriage is on the sacrifice. So I might be really committed, but if I really like this, it's going to be harder to sacrifice. Yes. But even if I'm less committed to the marriage, but I don't really care about the activity, then it's not as sacrificial. Possibly. But I think the point is that if you really want to build a sacrificial marriage, you're going to have to feel some real pain. Oh. Yeah. So this is not yeah. just a pep talk on sacrifice. Like uh-huh. sacrifice, the definition of the word means that it's going to have to hurt yeah. for it to be real. It's going to be a cost. Yeah. So jumping out of bed a little early on a Saturday is a nice sacrifice to make breakfast for your spouse, but there's not much pain there. That's why I don't do it. But <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <clears throat> but if I have to stop or suspend something I truly love doing, in order to create a genuine sacrifice in my marriage, that costs something. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So, you know, this is where it kind of starts hitting home a little bit because it kind of begs the question, what have you really sacrificed in your marriage? And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of us sort of say, well, you can have all of me, but not this or this or this. And I, I know yeah. what they're thinking. Like, I have to give everything up. And the answer is, well, you might. Mm-hmm. Christ did. Mm-hmm. And why would you expect less of yourself? That's just entitlement. This is really oh, challenging. Yeah. Like this is tough stuff. So how do we build a sacrificial marriage? Okay. Okay. I want to work. A, are I you want, asking me or are you going to tell me? Um, I'm going to tell. Okay. But you can, I have five things. If you want to throw some more in here, you no, can, you baby. just go ahead. All right. And uh, so there's these five things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And before I, I give them out to our listeners, they're incorporated in the work that we would like our listeners to do and myself in the worksheet. <laughs> That has been referred to already. So to get a link to this worksheet, Caleb, or listeners, and if you want it sent to you by email, you can do one of two things. You can get it by opening your browser to oif.link slash 85 and looking for the download button in our show notes in our blog post for this episode. Or you can text the word podcast to 9292 spouse and we'll ask you for your name and email and we'll get you set up that way. If you want to challenge yourself to bring more to your marriage in this area, get the worksheet. In fact, I'll be a little bit more blunt even. If you're a husband... Go get this worksheet right now. Okay. You can do this. <laughs> okay. 
It'll be a blessing to you and your wife. Oh, good. And Verlinda. Okay. The five ways to work on building a sacrificial marriage. Yes. Maybe six if you come up with something. <laughs> Number one, be willing to give unselfishly. And this again is from, re- this is research based. Yeah. So commitment is more than just sticking around the house and helping out with the family. Sacrifice is key here. And this means giving in genuine ways for each other, even at personal cost. And yeah, you may have to get off the couch or skip your favorite show or take hunting season off for the year, but be willing to give unselfishly with no expectations of return. That's the first way. It's kind of a mindset more than anything. Mm-hmm. And but, I think something too, like we can think things are legitimate, like work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But maybe you need to give up that overtime Yeah. and you need to go home so yeah. your wife can yeah. you know, have some sanity time or whatever. Yeah. Now, a few episodes back, like the research is showing the younger generation is getting better at doing this. Yes. So if you're out there, you're doing that. That's awesome. If you're not, think about it. But it it make, you make it sound like sacrifice is always like that you have to give up the really good things or the exciting things or whatever. But maybe the but work it, and the money is good and exciting. Well, yeah, but you're talking about fun stuff, you know, your favorite show or oh, hunting season or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But maybe you have to sacrifice something like money or promotion. That or, seems legit at face value. Yeah, in its own exactly. Rights. I got gotcha. you. Exactly. Absolutely. That, which is great. Second point. Second point. Be aware of and thankful for existing sacrifices. Mm, That's a good one. Yes. Don't take the positive things for granted that your spouse is already doing for you. Mm -hmm. Right? And in fact, one of the things that we do on the worksheet is to list these out. It's a good exercise in gratitude. Just to acknowledge Mm -hmm. what is already happening. Mm -hmm. Number three, don't sacrifice out of neediness. Like out of a place of neediness. And I think maybe this gets back to something you were talking about. Martyr bit. Yeah. If sacrifice in your marriage is one-sided, it can lead to damage to the person who's always sacrificing. Hmm. Or if it's just kind of crazy large or it's happening too frequently. And, you know, sacrifice should be balanced in the relationship, but I'm, I'm more calling on men to lead in this area because of how we've been socialized in our culture. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd also comment here, probably more for wives and husbands on this part, if your sacrificing is more motivated by fear, that's a problem. And it's not like it shouldn't be like that. It's not... Why would it be motivated coming. by fear? Or what do you mean by that? Like, if I don't give this up, he's going to get mad at me. Okay. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. And and if that's where you're at, like, I'd urge you to do some serious thinking about what's taking you down that road. And this is kind of part of this third item of not sacrificing out of neediness. We want to sacrifice okay. out of our fullness, out of what we can give. Okay. Okay. Number four, be aware of your motives when you sacrifice. We've touched on this. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing if sacrifice comes out of a desire for positive outcomes, like making your spouse happy. It's not a good thing if you're sacrificing to avoid negative outcomes, like to avoid conflict. Okay. Because we can do this too. And this is kind of your murder complex again. Yeah. Or if we're sacrificing on a bartering basis. So you're sacrificing right now because you're worried if you don't, he or she won't reciprocate later. Oh. But what about... <laughs> uh, guilty. <laughs> So guess who else is downloading the worksheet now, people? <laughs> but what about like, we talk about having to give and take in a relationship. Yeah. Like you might have, oh, I think, was it during the housework episode or something? I don't even remember which one it was, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, I'll do this. Yeah. And then next time we'll do that. Yeah. Whereas sacrifice is calling me to say, no, we'll do that. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, it's a good challenge because like we, and sometimes we say that, you know, sex starts at the kitchen sink, right? 
Like uh-huh. Get your hands in the dishwater, boys. Yeah. But this is the thing. Like That's why you do dishes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's not totally not appropriate. <laughs> this is becoming like self-imposed marriage therapy. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you're laughing uproariously isn't helping. <laughs> okay. Now they know I've been promoting dishwashing for the past four episodes. <laughs> All right, deep breath for Linda. Okay, what were we talking about? I have no idea. It's real easy to do sacrifice mm-hmm. and to sugarcoat that in a little bit of entitlement. Or maybe you're doing entitlement and you're sugarcoating and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to help you wash dishes so that I can deserve to have some sex later. Oh, yeah, that's not right either. No. That's where your motives but is coming in. If I can help you wash dishes because it's sacrificial, it's a help to you and I love you. Mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if sex comes later. Mm. That's legit. Mm -hmm. But this is sacrifice. I mean, it's this one-sided gift to your spouse. It should be. Yeah. And this is where we need to be challenging ourselves to be real and to think about our motives. Hmm. So the researchers found that individuals who sacrificed out of a desire to obtain positive outcomes, they experienced greater personal well-being compared to those who sacrificed to avoid negative outcomes. So if there is this... You know, thinking about how this is going to impact down the road, which, you know, let's be human here yeah. and honest, that that's going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm washing dishes out of the hope that you're going to be less angry with me, mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm washing dishes, and we'll just keep it fairly innocuous here, out of the hope that it'll just bring you pleasure. And I'm not, there's no innuendo in that, okay? Okay. I'll feel better about the second Yeah, scenario. absolutely. Like there'll always be a little bit of, doubt and you don't want to sacrifice kind of out of guilt yeah, or fear yeah. or yeah 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 hmm. so it's just really challenging us to kind of really slice it thin and think about the motives that we have when we are doing the sacrificing that we're doing right now i mean yeah it's about to make a sarcastic comment about washing dishes but <laughs> let's go to number five instead you're just going to download the worksheet yes dear number five prayer yeah. is linked to sacrifice this is interesting too so these, there's other researchers now I'm looking at, and they looked at three studies looking at the effect of prayer on satisfaction with sacrifice in close relationships. And they found these three things. Number one, mm-hmm. prayer for a spouse predicted later satisfaction with sacrifice. So pray for your spouse. It'll make you more grateful when they do sacrifice things for you. Oh, okay. That, I thought that was a pretty neat link that they yeah. discovered here. They then took couples that had a disagreement, and they found out when the, that when the couple prayed about making a sacrifice... Or sorry, one of the individuals prayed about making a sacrifice as a result or even linked to the disagreement. It increased their satisfaction with the sacrifice and strengthened that their identity as a couple. And that almost seems to contradict what I was just saying. Did mm-hmm. you catch that? But it's no. almost like the prayer might have kind of redeemed the situations where they were kind of making sacrifices to avoid negative outcomes. Oh. The prayer turned it into a positive desire for a desire for a positive outcome. Yeah. So Praying around our disagreements and making a sacrifice to try to turn this into a rewarding situation, praying for a positive outcome, mm-hmm. makes the sacrifice more meaningful. Okay. That makes sense. And they also had this other interesting experiment that showed that praying for your spouse makes you more satisfied than investing the same amount of effort into just positive thoughts towards your spouse. Hmm. So prayer helped more than positive thinking with regards to appreciating sacrifice. So that was also pretty cool too. And it's actually, there's actually, uh, there's quite a bit of fascinating things about prayer. A lot of prayer and research is 
Uh, the researchers just come at it very secularly. They, they don't care who you're praying to or, okay. or what your faith background is. But but there's fairly consistent results that prayer is a good thing to do hmm. for yourselves. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Shall we wrap it up? Sure. So. I don't have any other embarrassing comments okay. to make. <laughs> <laughs> other than telling me to get the worksheet. Sacrifice is just so important. That's the bottom line here. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're trying to drive at in this episode. And having that sort of attitude and that spirit and bringing that to your marriage to displace your own sense of entitlement is just such a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. So our encouragement to you is to go have at it. Give it a shot this week. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Try that sacrifice out. Uh, you can reach out to us through our website or you can send us a private message on our Only You Forever Facebook page. So before we go, Caleb, uh -huh. we had an awesome review this week. Cool. Or I don't know if it's this week, but... It, we're reading it this week. Yeah. For way. this week. Yeah. And this is from Silver Eagle 500, who says, Amazing marriage advice. Great podcast. I love these two and their advice. I'm so thankful that God led me to their podcast during this difficult season in my marriage. Their advice has been very helpful in revealing to me the things I've been doing wrong for far too long and need to change. Some of you may have been applying this kind of advice all throughout your marriage, but I haven't. And I'm taking their advice to heart to change the direction I've been headed so I can truly love my beautiful wife the way she has always deserved, but hasn't always received from me. Give this podcast a try and really take to heart the things they are teaching. It can change your life. Thanks, Caleb and Verlinda, for all you're doing. Wow. Yeah. That's like, very honest. Yeah. But good for you for like taking the tools Yes. And running with it. We yes. can't change your marriage, but you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, folks, we really appreciate these reviews. We need more of them. And the reason we need more is that they're a major factor in improving our iTunes rankings, which means that we can reach and help more marriages. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving us a review today. Now, next week's episode is about submission versus control. And what? That should be interesting. Yes, dear. <laughs> and, <laughs> actually we're having a really hard time doing the research on it so oh really we'll see how it goes because this is not a well-researched area huh it's going to be interesting i could just give all my point of view <laughs> <laughs> i have no doubt that'd be valuable no doubt <laughs> that's all for today's episode you can get the full show notes that's a blog post for those of you who are new to podcasting you can get that at oyf.link slash 85. And remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word, share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.